0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Wise Counsel Weekly powered by Athenian Consulting Group. I'm your host Tanyan Farley and I have Alex Francis with me, my co-host. Alex, good morning my friend. How are you? Morning, good morning. How's it going? How's it going? It is going well. We have a packed episode today. Um, We are excited about what we have coming for you guys today. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of value for you, not only personally, but I think professionally today, Alex, I think you'd agree with that. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Today, our main topic is jumping into mistakes and how perspective isn't everything. Um, a lot of us deal with mistakes every single day in our personal life as well as our professional life. And we just wanted to give a little tidbits on how we take our perspective on it.
0: Yeah. And really how to you know move forward with that and, and how you can change the way you look at it. Then we have our guest for the day is... Uh, Big guest, we're excited about it, is Jared Cahalo, uh, former NFL player, former collegiate strength coach, uh, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, mentor, kind of you name it, he's done it. Um, he's learned a lot from the many things he he's done, and I, I think he's going to be great for us because he's got a different perspective than I think a lot of our guests have, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that he's done the sports world, the motivational world. And is an entrepreneur as well. So we're excited to have Jared on. Um, I think that's gonna be great. And then our big three today um, is going to be uh, big three of mistakes in professional sports history. So we're trying to keep that one, you know a little lighter today, but I think right. it'll be an exciting topic to have. Um but you know, really, the theme of the day, as as you mentioned, Alex' is, is mistakes and how mm-hmm. perspective shapes it. So let's go ahead and just jump into game time here um, and, and really think about the fact that, you know, from the time we're little kids, mm-hmm. we're constantly rewarded for doing things right, right? We're being told, hey, you know, make sure you do the right thing or, you know, don't make a mistake. And then, you know, when we do make a mistake, we're, we're really punished from it. So, right. So the question I really pose is like, what are we learning from? Do you learn more from your successes or from your mistakes? Uh, I mean, honestly, as a kid, you know, I'm pretty sure
1: those are just rules. So we just don't get in trouble and break anything. So our parents might have to pay something extra. Right. <laughs> but right. I think the main thing is, is just to make sure that, you know, just like you mentioned in the, uh, in the topic of how perspective is everything. And I don't think we should mix your self-value with what we deem as success. You know, sometimes your ego gets in the way of what you can learn from certain situations. If you fail, you think, "Ah, oh, I'll never get it or I'm a loser. And if you think that way, you're going to be able to think of, of the good that, it, that that mistake did for you what steps that you took in the process that could have been better, or what steps that were good in that process that you can transform and grow into the future. And instead, continue to to look at those situations, look at those flaws in those situations, and, and use that as motivation to get to the next step.
0: Yeah, I think that's completely right. I know for me that I really think about the mistakes that have happened in my life, whether personally, or professionally, as what's helped me grow, right? I don't think that I've grown a lot from my successes. I think that's a a culmination of Mm -hmm. a lot of process and effort that goes into it. And then, you know, you reach the pinnacle. But for me, I think, you know, mistakes is really what influences us, what we grow from. I think that um, I know professionally, right, making mistakes early on, whether it was in, you know, financial models, whether it was in PowerPoints, whether it was in Conversations with clients. I think I've learned a lot about how to better approach those scenarios, and so I'm more comfortable with them right now. I I understand better ways to do things, and I think the thing that I look back on is I don't really regret any of my mistakes. I Uh think that there's really two ways. You know, we talked about this, you know, at the start of the podcast. But perspective is really how you you handle it, and so for me, you know, mistakes. You can either let them haunt you and and tear you down or you can say you know what i'm going to learn from these and i'm going to move forward whether it's personally professionally i know for me um you know that's how i view it so alex do you think that our listeners out there should regret mistakes do you regret mistakes what are your thoughts on that
1: honestly i would say no um not to regret mistakes unless they're like extremely detrimental to your business or your or some of the relationships in your personal life but honestly man i find myself lately trying to take a snapshot of that situation, or take a snapshot in your lifetime of that mistake. You know, sometimes you're out at a party or out at a concert, and you grab your phone real fast and you just take a picture just to make sure you capture that memory. Um, but sometimes I, I want to live in that moment, so I kind of remind myself, "All right, look, no picture. Just just drop this into your memory bank." So now I'm trying to do that with my mistakes as well, uh, so I can acknowledge my errors. You know, make a plan, uh, maybe even create a list of you know the reasons why. I don't want to make those mistakes again and then that way i'll be able to move forward with you know basically just newfound wisdom And I and i have that stored in my memory bank of that mistake in that situation to make sure i don't do it again or to make sure i do it slightly differently sometimes you have to look at the you know the flaws in your situations or your ideas and the processes then begin working on eliminating those um, moving through the past that you just took and the steps in there because if you don't look at your past mistakes, you're destined to do them again, and and overall possibly fail.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. I think you definitely have to learn from, them and you have to, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't ignore them, right? You have to mm-hmm. definitely store them in your in your memory bank and grow from. Them. I think you hit on an interesting topic, which is, you know, how long do you linger on the mistake, right? How long do you learn to grow from it? I think that one of the things that I think about pretty often is I watch an interview with. With Russell Wilson and Earl Thomas from you know probably six years ago and Pete Carroll is talking about how these guys could could turn on a dime from a mistake and I think about you know what Earl Thomas said where he's like you know for me when something goes wrong I just clap my hands learn from it and move mm-hmm. forward and right there it's it's done it will not affect me mentally I'll just learn from the scenario and move forward so I think know that that's really a good takeaway for me and something that I've used in my life and I know that the other thing you mentioned was you know there's definitely mistakes that you know acceptable and unacceptable mistakes right and so for me I think that acceptable mistakes are ones that you make in when you're making 100% effort right when Mm -hmm. you're trying to do something all into something maybe you spend a ton of time on it and you make a mistake and in the word that you use during your presentation or, or, or you miss a slide, whatever it may be, but if you're giving 100% effort into something, to me that's an acceptable mistake. And I think you're probably wired the same as me, Alex, is that an unacceptable mistake is lack of effort, right? Is right. not caring. is is no empathy for the situation. So for me, that that's kind of what I think about. I mean, do you think there's acceptable mistakes and, and non-acceptable mistakes?
1: Absolutely, uh, there are definitely acceptable mistakes. I mean, just like me and you starting this podcast, the first episodes were a little bit shaky, but you have to work through it, you have to fight through that adversity to, to get to it. And you know, of course, you know, failure isn't the end sometimes, it's, it's a chance to learn, it's a chance to grow. And just like you said, it, it just depends on the effort. Um, depends on what you're putting into the project and what you're putting into the situation us being management consultants we can't make some critical mistakes at times but as if we do make some small ones we learn on those processes and so next time we have a project or the next time we're in a meeting or a presentation to some shareholders we're not making the same mistakes again and we're coming off as better management consultants better business professionals in the next situation
0: yeah i think that's spot on i know for me when i think about you know, some of the mistakes I've made professionally and even uh-huh. personally, you know, I've learned a lot from them. I think that for me and for a lot of like young professionals out there, I think the biggest mistake I made when I was younger was thinking I knew it all uh, <laughs> and not not looking for as much growth opportunity um, as I should have. Right. And listening to people, I think there are a lot of times where I was in meetings or I was in situations where I think I would have benefited a lot more by just listening and not saying anything but i do like i said i don't have any regrets from it i think that because i showed initiative i think that's been good for my career but i also think you know to the point that we talked about there's a lot of things i've learned from it right i've learned that a lot of times sitting and listening is a better option um that the extra you know the double triple check that you do on a presentation is even though it's late you know you may be tired is always worth it and then i think too you know making sure that anything you put your word on um is followed through upon and i think that's key as well so what about you alex what do you think about some of the mistakes you made early on and what you've learned from it man
1: early on
0: i'll definitely say it's all
1: effort-based um, all the mistakes i made were trying to make my team better we're trying to make my category better was trying to make the business better um, and overall i learned from those i was i was able to move forward my managers were understanding at the time uh my, my mistakes weren't too bad uh, you know maybe like thirty thousand dollars bad and not 30 million dollars bad so it wasn't too bad of a, uh, of a hiccup for us to overcome but just like just like we said earlier um, you just got to recognize each mistake Um and that could just be an opportunity to, you know, just to build like, you know, some mental muscle um, for next time. And I think that's a great segue into our guest for today, who's all about the muscle. What do you think yeah. about that, T?
0: No, I think, I think that's a perfect segue. I don't think we could have drawn that up any better. And it's funny <laughs> that you just brought that up organically. But I think we're now going to bring on our guest, Jared Kahalo, to talk a little bit about... Who he is, what makes him tick, some mistakes in his, you know, personal professional life, and then, you know, how he's gotten to the point where he's at now, right? As an entrepreneur, as a motivational speaker, and really how he's helped shape a a lot of young lives. So, without any further ado, we're gonna bring on Jared Cahalo. All right. Well, we now bring on our guest today, Jared Cahalo. Uh, As we mentioned earlier. You know, former NFL player, former collegiate strength coach at a couple schools, a mentor to Alex and I, um, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, dad, Christian. What else we got, man? There's, boom, a, there's, boom, there's boom, a number boom, of topics, boom. man. How are you doing this morning?
2: I'm doing great, brother. I appreciate y'all having me, man. It's so good to see you guys and hear from you and get caught up a little bit. I'm doing wonderful. You know, I appreciate that uh, intro is probably a little bit too much gas, but that's all right. Uh, all gas, no
0: it, breaks, man. All <laughs> gas, no, <laughs> no breaks. Break.
2: No breaks, man. That's right. That's right. No, I love, I love that you guys are doing this and, and happy to be a part of it and share some stuff today.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. I oh, appreciate it. We appreciate it, man. So what are you doing now? I'm seeing a backdrop over here, man. What we oh, got yeah. going on? Well,
2: we're trying to do a professional, you know, we are uh, trying to step up our game a little bit. I got you, is, uh, I got you. Actually I'm at the gym right now and we have a podcast room that we're building out. So, uh, you guys understand how that goes, trying mm-hmm. to find the equipment and what works. And you know, me, my, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it right and so I'm taking my time to do my due diligence and talk to people that have done this, you know, get their advice. And, uh, I'm you know, I like being coachable because I want others to be coachable and we'll kind of get into some of that stuff later, but, uh, I like listening to other people that have been there and done it before and, and, uh, use their wise words and their advice to, uh, do things correctly. So man, I am uh, a rod. I'm sitting uh, at the gym. Like I said, and, um, it's been quite a journey. You know, when I got out of coaching, as you guys, as you're starting to figure out uh, mm-hmm. dad to be soon.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, it's a, it's a game changer when you have kids and sometimes the, you know, the, the, the dream and the path has to change uh, because you realize other things are, are more important um, than how you pictured your journey right. uh, to be. And, and, and what a dream job or a dream position or whatever it may be, success, as Far Dog and I were talking about earlier, whatever that definition may be for you, that's always gonna change and evolve, and that's okay. You know, people think, oh, I can't get off this path, and, and that's not true. But when I got out of coaching, what was it, been six or seven years now, I moved back just to, to be with mm-hmm. family, to have more time uh, for my kiddos, and to get into the family construction business that's been in business for over 60 years. Wow yeah i'm like hey let's hang it up let's play some golf you know what i mean let's, <laughs> let's
0: go, go, go back to locations. oklahoma not wake up at 4 a.m every day yeah hey I'm bro that
2: it. drive from mo city to oh, yeah. uh, you know rice university for over five years was was tough i mean it's a 3:45 in the morning deal mm-hmm. uh you know to get there to to, to try to change and uh, the culture and be successful whatever that means and uh but it's good that we that I went through that. It gives me a different perspective now when I'm working. I'm very grateful for a lot more. Um, my time there was awesome, and I learned a lot. But uh, yeah, Farley, for sure, man. It's uh, I, I I loved it down there, and now starting this business. It was weird how it happened, dude. You know, Athlete Incorporated just came to mind uh, as I'm doing the family business. It only lasted six months, but. You know, like Luke Wilson, you know, you're, you know, the, the bro squad came in and, mm-hmm. and literally lived at my house and we trained, you know, in the garage a little bit and did some things It just kind of happened to start this gym. And uh, I wanted to have something that, that meant a lot to me. I didn't want to put my name on it. I thought that's cheesy uh, for people that put their name on. I think that's cool. But for me, I just didn't want to do it. As you can see in my branding, I my name's not on it, but uh, mm-hmm. it's all in the branding and, and i'm proud of that but um yeah, i for opened, the folks
0: for the folks that can't see if you're listening on the podcast so so jk is yeah. from he's, he's hawaiian and so he's got some pineapple on the backdrop there the athlete inc <laughs> has some has a cool little tribal piece in the middle and it definitely fits uh his personality and his background for sure
2: yeah man i appreciate that triangles being the strongest geometrical shape you know it's kind of a you know, the black and white is kind of a, you know, a reminder of us of, of of good versus evil and that, you know, always do the right thing, always fight for the good. Uh, and it's funny when, when my branding guy turned over the sample of our new logo, I was almost freaked out cause he turned it over and it's this pineapple. I know that for the ones that can't see it, excuse me, it's the triangle. Dude, I've got that tattoo that on too. my leg.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I remember we that. talked about that. Well, yeah. you got it. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, it's meant to be. Uh, I love it. It means so much to me. But the incorporated part is we are asset managers. You know, as a strength coach in, in the collegiate level, uh-huh. I didn't do my job well and, and, and people um, couldn't perform or they were injured all the time. I was fired. And that means I had to move my family around the country and find another job. Uh-huh. So my approach, fellas, as you know, was very different and passionate. And I'm always. You know, second guessing myself, which can be good or bad, because I wanted the product to be so good. But I figured out at a younger younger age when I started coaching that not only the product is important, but how we deliver the product is more important. And trying to find out ways to motivate individually over you know 130 something guys, you know, what a tall task. And I think that's helped me so much now in my business with Athlete Incorporated, meaning each person that walks through our door is their own corporation, their own business, their own brand. And how do we support that? Mm -hmm. You know, how do we come in at Rice University, support these student athletes, and make the culture better than it was, have transparency as a coach? You know, I know some mornings I try to throw up a facade like I was the, the toughest guy living, uh, but I, I was trying to, to push that energy and vibe on you guys uh, to say, hey, be be distracted from all of those things that are holding us back from t- being tired in relationships and tests and, and and everything that comes with being a college student athlete. Right. Let's just focus on right now. Yep. The rest of that stuff is going to be there when we're done. And let's push through all of this because, guys, look how much that you – when I look back, you guys were so successful with hardly any support. And I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, we didn't have the cool, you know, 60,000 students showing up to our right. game, going crazy. You know, we had to create our own environment. For sure. You know how hard that is? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, I almost like playing away games better because it was there was just an yeah, at
1: least a crowd there. You know, <laughs> agreed, yeah, agreed. there
2: was a stimulus whether they were booing or cheering. I didn't right. care. I just wanted some what we call juice. I just wanted some yeah. juice, you yep. know, in there to get us going. But how successful you guys were, uh, you know, the injuries that you overcame, uh, all the things that were against us, fellas. It's one of the best teams and, 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 and organizations I've been around because what we had to work with and how small mm. we went. That is a okay. huge testament to you guys and the culture that you built. I can only do so much, you know? And I knew when that thing became team led, and this is the same thing in business, man. When people take ownership yep. of their own BS, it's a game changer.
0: Yep. Yeah, how we, do we
2: do that though as leaders? How do we make people own their stuff and, and hold them to account? And there's different ways to do that. And I think we're going to get into some of that today.
1: See, yeah. this, is why we, this is why we like this guy, Tanya. All I heard was
0: change management consultant talk, man. We, we need know. to get this
1: guy to the firm.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that that's the thing that we we're excited about getting, uh, you know, JK on the podcast today was he's done so much in a sports realm. And when it comes to motivation and shaping young men and getting people to be moving towards the same goal. And, you know, we were chatting a little bit offline before this started about, you know, how, how did you transition into business and what was that like when it comes to, you know, a lot of the principles are the same, but obviously the application is a little different. So maybe you could talk a little about that, uh, you know, Jared, as far as how you went from, you know, the strength coach realm, which was really focused on developing, you know, a personal asset, right. To moving towards, I have to build the infrastructure to make this successful when I support these kids and their brands going forward.
2: Yeah, no, it's a good question. Here, here's the main thing is, uh, just go. You know, Nike's got a cool slogan, just do it. It's not just try it. Mm -hmm. In in today's society, it's so safe, you know, like, oh, I've got to have this perfect plan together. And then they're they're so hesitant because they keep, you know, earlier, as I said, it's good and bad to second guess yourself. Maybe I can be my worst critic, but guys, we learn more from playing the game than we did practice.
1: Right.
2: You know, and people don't play games today. They They just, they sit there and be like, oh, I've got to get this perfect plan together, perfect game plan or perfect business prospectus or whatever it may be before I go. And that's true. There's some things you have to do to plan. But here's the thing. We talked about it, Far Dog, execution. Mm-hmm. Right? There's things within the game of life. Here's the the parallels between I'm a football guy, so I'm going to say football, but any sports that people grew up and that's why people hire student athletes. There's such a parallel between life and sports. Meaning you're going to be injured, you're going to feel lonely at certain times. There's going to be ups and downs. Uh, there's going to be people that you have to rely on. And there's going to be times when you have to pull somebody up too. It, it's such a great preparation. There's going to be audibles that we're going to have to call. There's going to be, when the game gets going, we're going to have to make some changes. We're going to ha- uh, have to move people around. When people go out, people step up. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell me how that's not a parallel to business, man.
0: Sure. No, it's it's you know? dead on. It's next it's man for sure. Yeah,
2: he, And here's the most important thing that's helped me, Farley uh, and A-Rod, is, And Alex, you can tell him I call you A Rod. But (laughs) you guys
0: are getting the behind the scenes here today uh, as far as uh, the nicknames for sure.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's right. I'll keep the good ones, just the PG 13 ones. But (laughs) (laughs) we roll here by standards. And the things that you guys did is you kept your standards high, meaning I knew when a young buck came in and wanted to freelance and do his own thing. I didn't really have to say much towards the end because I knew you guys were going to handle it Mm -hmm. because that was the culture, because we had built standards, right? right? Most people are only used to rules. Well, here's my mindset. And I I like to reframe and challenge people in their mindset a lot is we go by standards and I'll show you some of these anchors and standards that we have instead of rules, because rules are things you don't do and standards are things you do do. Yep. It's a completely different approach, completely different mindset. If I walk around and be like, Hey, don't do that. Or, you can't do this. Or Remember that's on the rules. You can't do that. Yeah. Well, people can't vibe with that, man. It's so negative, such a negative connotation and it brings people down. If all I walked around, you know, and, and just was screaming, how bad people did. I tried to be just as loud and fired up when people did something good.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: You know? And, and, So the standards that we have in place are anchors that absolutely we will not relent from. And we call them anchors of human performance. And that's number one, safety, mental and physical safety. I want people to be able to come in and feel safe that we're going to take care of them. Obviously physically, Our, our, Mm -hmm. our place is clean. We've done our due diligence. We know what we're doing and the programs we have in place are safe for them, but also they can come in and I don't care. You know, used to say, Hey, leave your stuff outside. Hey, bring it with you. You know what I'm saying? Bring it with you. If you've got things going on in life, bring it with you. I'd like to know about it because okay, okay. that allows me to get to know you better and what you're going through and how I can help if I, I like don't that. know. The thing as a strength coach and the thing as a business owner that you guys are starting to figure out is we have to get rid of our student athletes or our employees or our, the people that we work with. We have to get rid of their weaknesses. But here's how we do that. We focus on their strengths. Bingo. Okay, we have to make them stronger at what they're really good at. We spend too much time saying, man, we got to improve your, your speed. Well, right. guess what, man? That's going to improve when you get, when you get them stronger. Right. And if they've got a great technique on hang clean or power clean or squat, they're just mm-hmm. not strong yet, focus on those. Focus on the great technique. We don't need to talk about how slow they are, right? Because we know the progression and what it looks like. We've been down that road for them, so we've got to manage their expectations. Farley, we talked about it earlier managing people's expectations Mm -hmm. it's a huge difference between perfection which is what everyone's striving for perfection they don't want to just go do it like i said and take chances and and go play the game and learn from it and 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 it gets clouded the progression baby steps gets clouded from perfection they can't even see how far that they've come because they've got this ideal world especially today of all the optics that have to be right in this perfect world that everyone else is living in, bro, they ain't, ain't no one living in a perfect world. That's right. Stop no. it. Agreed. And we, and we learn from those downfalls. So another anchor for us is character. And here's how we look at character in a team setting, bro. Mm-hmm. Make each other right. Period. If, 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 if Alex blows the coverage, I need, I need Juice to come over and make him right. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, and then I don't need you to go, well, see, what happened was I, I made that play because, you know, Alex was freelancing and what you know, didn't hear the cover, you know how that he gets sometimes. And right. you know, once again, I stepped up, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I made, once again, uh, Mr. Farley, I, I stepped up and, and, and I got it done for you, you know, oh, so-and-so, <laughs> that's yep. not character, man. Absolutely. Character within a team and an organization is to help each other out, have each other's back and make each other right at all right. costs. You know, when a parent calls me griping, about a coach, I take full responsibility. Huh. Oh, hey, that's on me. I didn't communicate that clearly. Yeah, right. Communication is great. Clarity is a lot better. You know what Absolutely.
1: I mean? Absolutely. Gotcha.
2: So character, safety, character, leadership, we say know the way, go the way, and show the way. Mm-hmm. Nobody like wants that. to hear all this all the time. Right? Yeah, you know it, that's great. But I want you to show it, and then I want you to go. I don't want to follow you. Kids will be what they see, period. And so we have to know the way, go the way, show it. That's leadership to me. And then community is the common denominator. When you're going to make a sale, Farley, you're going to talk to someone in Seattle to close a deal. You go and talk to them as a person. Yep. That's why we call it human performance. I want to get to know the human side of it. Hey, if I see him wearing a Metallica t-shirt, Tanner Shuck, I'm going to be like, oh, I went to the Metallica concert back in 87 in yeah. Dallas, Texas. I like yeah. it. Boom, we have an automatic connection. hmm uh-huh it's there, you know, it's not exactly. about, Oh, Hey, how much you benching nowadays, Shuck. Right. <laughs> it's about, oh, you love, you love Metallica too. That's the common denominator. That's the community that we have to build. And then last is performance. Mm-hmm. And it says on here, I don't know if you, well, you can't see it, but I'm gonna read it. Progression is important. Not perfection. Performance is the last thing in human performance.
0: Yeah. I right? love it. I
2: mean, it's the last thing. It's a byproduct. <laughs> Money is going to be a byproduct of doing things right, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: of putting people out in positions to be successful. You know, that's my job now. I've had my time. I don't mind sliding behind the curtain and coaching coaches and leading leaders and let them be successful. Let them have a taste of it. And and that's a hard – it's a good place to be in, but it's also a hard place uh, to be in as well. You know what I mean? You're taking a backseat, and and, and that's a tough deal. But anyway, I get a little passionate about it. No,
0: not a problem. Not a problem, man. We love it. That's why we had you on, man. I think that that you hit on something that Alex and I talk about a lot, which is embracing the process, right, and going all in on the process. Like the success is the byproduct, but if you get so wrapped up in just that piece, you're going to miss out on everything. And so, uh, I I think you nailed that on the head. And I think the other thing you mentioned during this conversation, I think Alex, you probably picked up picked up on it as well, is you know, people are striving per- for perfection. We look at a fake world on social media that says, I live this life and I'm doing this. I think the word entrepreneur has been devalued so much by social media. The last few years It's crazy that when you look at a guy like Jared that said, Hey, I want to start this thing. And I remember going up to visit uh, JK uh, probably a couple months in him having this establishment. He was talking about all these dreams he had for, it, and he looked me dead in the eye and said, I'm not taking a salary because I care about this that much mm. we get this thing going I am 100% committed and so he was not afraid to make a mistake mm-hmm. and he mentioned that in what you just talked about and you're not afraid to make a mistake because guess what you learn from those mistakes right I think Alex is what we've kind of thought of as the theme of today's podcast is mm-hmm. don't be afraid to make those mistakes because the process is what shapes it and so I think you talking about that with your athletes with your coaches and then finally owning your mistakes right if there's if there's a coach that goes out of line, you're owning that because you're the one that runs the business. You're the one that sets the tone, and, and I love that. I think, frankly, that's a great tip to take away, and I want yeah. to make sure we get a copy of that card you showed car. there, and we'll oh, link yeah. it up in the podcast uh, bio yeah. and make sure people can get a hold of that.
2: Absolutely, man, and, you, and, and let me tell you what you said because language is important, Farley, and I don't know if you understand the, the powerfulness of what you said earlier about trusting the process. No one said, love the process. I've heard all these hype guys that get paid thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. to go get people fired up, which is great. And they're like, you got to love the process. If you don't love the process. But hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bleep this one. Bull crap. You ain't got to love the pro. You know how many times I walk off the practice field saying I quit? You know <laughs> Man, I've, you walk- I've heard
1: it. I've heard yeah. it a few times.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know how many times I woke up at three forty-five to drive from Missouri City to Houston, Texas? Going, I'm not doing this anymore. Yep. I mean, six months in, I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. This is not sustainable. Yep. You don't. Have to, I don't. Parenting, and just like A Rod's fixing to figure out, parenting is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm trying to raise two strong women. Yep. Bro, you know how hard that is. I don't love the process. I love the product. I love Absolutely. my kids. Absolutely. I love the business. I'll trust the process, but damn it, I ain't gotta love it. Don't That's tell right. me I gotta love the process. <laughs> That's bull crap. That's warm, fuzzy stuff that we talk about, man. That is, you know, everyone wants to have a quote, a cool quote about, oh, love the process. No, I dude. And it's almost like the more I hate the process, the more I'm invested. You know, uh-huh. yeah. the more I want it.
1: You want to get to the end of it. You know, I want to
2: get to the end of it. I've got yeah. drive, I've got extra motivation, and I want to find something else to do. So I think when you hit on that. Trust the process is cool. Love the process. Not so much. And here's the thing about mistakes, men, as you know, the reason I didn't take a salary was because you have an opportunity to learn from mistakes, no doubt. But when someone just throws out, Oh, it's not a loss, it's, it's a lesson, man, Mm -hmm. shut up. That's so, I I can't stand that either. It's not a loss until there is a cost. It was costing me a salary, right? I was motivated more than ever. I wanted to take care of the people that took a chance on me, knowing in the end, with the big picture in mind, that I would come out on top because the ball is in my court, mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep working. I, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know the time frame, but I trust it. And I'm going to keep working hard. So until there is a cost to your loss, it's not going to mean much. Farley, you and I talked about it. The redshirt freshman. They ain't gonna be crying about the last loss of the season. The seniors are.
1: Right. Yep.
2: Because why, man? They've been they've invested four to five years. That's right. And nothing against the red shirt freshmen. Yeah. They just and, and sometimes we get mad, man. These young, these young kids don't get it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They don't. You're right. They don't get it. So you're gonna be mad at them or are you gonna help them out. Yep. You're gonna show them the way, you're gonna know the way, go the way, and show the way? Are you gonna make them right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Are you gonna push them? Are you gonna man that that's what it's about when you talk about leading? you talk about coaching in any in anything it's 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 getting people to change their perspective and reframe things for them so it matters you see what i'm saying yeah so that's it's, it's, on. yeah man so that that's my approach to the, the 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 making mistakes dude you have to make mistakes you can't have a breakthrough until you have a breakdown yeah mm-hmm. and all this safety stuff nowadays you know, oh, hey, girls, sorry, I'm going to be doing some self-care and some selflessness talking to my daughters. They're like, hey, Dad, man, we need the rent knocked out. Oh, yeah, okay, forgot about that. <laughs> man, I, people, do, oh, I, I got to take a break before I, before, I, before I break down. It's getting a little too heavy for me. Man, you, you learn under stress. You learn under pressure, you know, just like the weight room. There's so many parallels to the weight room in life, too. Guess, what, guess when you become the most sore? When you have time under tension, bro, it's called eccentric. You get the most the most sore and pain from it, but you get the most growth from it. Mm -hmm. Time under tension. Nobody wants to do that anymore. Nobody wants to be okay with not being okay. That's right. It always has to be fuzzies, and I I can't suffer. I can't, you know, take chances. Man, Mm -hmm. it's the only it's the only way. It's a
1: part of life. It's a part of life.
2: And it's volume, man. Good. When we, when we remember with that one time I got upset, we did 10 sets of 10 and people could hardly walk around campus. I
0: oh, was well, one of them. I, I still have <laughs> dreams about that. Yeah. Going, going up
1: stairs were a nightmare that day.
2: Hey, how about, the, how about the 20 reps then followed by two sets of five?
0: Yep. Wave sets. Well, good times.
2: The wave sets. <laughs> good times.
0: Bro,
2: listen, it's just volume, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about good reps or bad reps. We're going to learn from both. I just wanted reps. Right. Yep. I wanted time under tension. I wanted pressure. Because if we do that early on, in anything that we do, it kind of sets the tone for everything else that's coming. Because the reason I am grateful for where I am now, not taking a salary, because I remember the hour and 15 minute drive at 3.45 in the morning. Mm-hmm. If I wouldn't have had that to pull from, right. yep. If I wouldn't have set myself up for that. If I wouldn't have taken a chance, bro, I, would, I wouldn't be appreciative of where I am right now. I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be wanting more because of the perfection Phase everybody's going through right now. So right, I'll shut man.
1: Up. Yeah. No, 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 that's perfect. That rolled right into my my next question because we were just talking about success, and I was talking about you know putting that success and your ego all together in one. And sometimes it's not the best perspective to go on, um, because you know look at us at Rice University. We were sitting up there. Uh, I think my first year we won two games, and in my last year we won, or well, we only lost three games. I think my last year. Mm. So just seeing that perspective from from just for Rice University, you know, we could have took that. I don't, I don't want to call it success or that that failure with the two-win year. Yep. It just stuck that into our ego the entire time I was there, but we didn't. We we didn't put that together. We didn't connect that all together. We, we, we worked on our errors. We worked on our mistakes. And just like you did, how you mentioned you've been fired before. You've had a few jobs. You've made a few different changes in your life. How did you control that? quote-unquote success and putting that ego together to make you not, you know, want to stop, make you not want to fail or keep going, but, you know, to build something else and now where you are now with Athlete Inc, building your dream.
2: Yeah. Well, success is never final and failure is never fatal. Either way, get your ass to work. It's simple. You're going to work through it. I mean, you have to – if we all – and it goes back to ownership. The ego can be – I don't have to address someone's ego. Mm-hmm. What I asked them early on is, what are your goals? What are your expectations? What do you want? Hey, I want to own my own gym. And instead of saying, Oh, good luck with that. Right? You got to do this, that and the other. I'm like, Oh, okay, well, let's let's start at the end. So if I'm doing a 12 week program, in programming, I start at the end of what I want, and then work my way back right mm-hmm. to where to start. Same thing with with ownership, business, teams, schools doesn't matter. When they give you that I want to be a state champion. Okay, what does it take to be a state champion? Let's work, mm-hmm. our, work our way back. Well, I've got, to have, I've got to have great teammates. Okay, well, how do you have great teammates? Well, I've got to be a leader. Okay, well, how do you be a leader? Well, it's not a popularity contest, so I know I've got to do some things that are going to be unpopular and stick to my standards or my anchors. You know, and then I've got to get sleep. I've got to make my grades. And all these things that they put down, you know, you work your way back up to the top. Right. And then what you, what do, you do is, uh, hey, you missed class. I, I just wanted to share with you. Remember what we had talked about of the state championship. It's that accountability. Remember yeah. what we talked about about making the quota and closing this deal. You know, the ideas are great, but I want to hold that person to account of what they said they were going to do, right? And and you want to define that for them because people are like, hey, you, I want to own my own place. I mean, that's pretty broad. Now, what do you mean, own your own place? You want to mm-hmm. do physical therapy, or you want to do athletes, or you want to do fitness, you want to run boot camps. Is it going to be a CrossFit gym? So you filter all those things down for them. And then you hold them to account of, uh, to get exactly where they want to. And then when they have ownership of it, it changes the taste in their mouth. When they are invested, then they can learn from the loss because it comes at a cost, but no one wants to invest. Everybody wants to start a business, but nobody wants to invest in a business. You know what I'm saying? At first, Far Dog, I figured out early, I kind of just created a job for myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Then
2: I changed some things and then created a business. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I'm saying? No, and, it
0: uh, makes 100% sense. Makes 100% yeah, because sense. I
2: thought, oh, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to outwork folks. I can do this. 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 And it went away from really my true beliefs of, of the potluck dinner thing. Man, you ain't got to bring everything to the table. Bring the green beans and eat like a king. Yeah, You know, quit trying to bring so much to the table. And that's where I made a mistake early, mm-hmm. uh, but I wouldn't have known it if I didn't just go for it. Absolutely. Right. Yep. And so now I've learned, man, I just got to bring that one thing to the table and then surround myself with people who are really good at that thing. I don't have.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's that right. There's the crux of what makes a business successful or unsuccessful in my mind. When you think about efficient teams, when you think about high achieving teams, it's exactly what you talked about. There's one person that is the leader, right? But there's a number of people that contribute. And when the leader tries to overstep their bounds and do multiple things, that's where you struggle. That's where you create bottlenecks. I know, honestly, a lot of what Alex and I do, a lot of what we do for clients is unkinking that that yeah. bottleneck that happens because of what you just mentioned—it's hard. Yeah. What you just mentioned—it's hard to get out of your own way. It's very yeah. hard, and it's especially, a mistake, especially that, for an entrepreneur. Especially exactly, for an entrepreneur. especially for an entrepreneur that's so passionate about what they're mm-hmm. doing, it's hard to get out of the way. And I think being able to step back at the macro level and look at that mistake and learn from it is key. But I, I also think too, you know, there are going to be mistakes like that, that you're going to make for me, it's really understanding how you move forward from there. So Jared, when you were making mistakes early on, even when you make mistakes now, we see a lot of people, and we talked about this earlier in the podcast, that get crushed by adversity, get crushed by mistakes, because they dwell on it. How do you take that mistake and move forward?
2: I don't really, uh, well, one, I allow myself room, because I know I don't have it all figured out. Uh, And dropping your ego, because he said it earlier, But I don't take things personal like I used to. You know, as I've gotten older, I've learned I can't if someone leaves my gym for whatever reasons, I can't take it personal. And here's why I don't, and why I've done a better job of this is because they are mad or maybe upset with the standards, the anchors. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be unrelenting in those standards and anchors and If I make a mistake or someone else makes a mistake, you can always recover from it by working harder, making a different, having a different approach, reframing things, because it's hard to to group all mistakes in one little box. And that's where I think if if we can clearly define what the goal is, what the action step is, if we have a clear game plan, then we can go back and change things, right? But if we don't have a plan, we're just shooting from the hip, yep. mm-hmm. then you're going to struggle, right? If you don't ask for support, iron sharpens iron. Men need strong men. Women need strong women and vice versa, mm-hmm. cross lines. But we don't ask for help. So what changed my life, brother, and, and to learn to live with my mistakes is I got a mentor. And, and, and I just I threw it on the table. I said, this is what I'm struggling with. And he actually said, that's not what you're struggling with. Having a skill set, dude, of, of self awareness and not only the awareness part, but because in when, when my personality, I can own things easily. Oh, it's my bad. Right. Yep. That was, that's on me. I mean, how many times will we said, that's on, my, that's on that's on me, fellas? Yep. We don't have a problem owning it, we have a problem fixing it. Bingo. Because yeah. when I hear over and over, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm kind of getting sick of hearing my back.
1: <laughs> right, right.
2: I'm getting sick of moving five yards back because you keep jumping off sides mm-hmm. or, you keep, or you keep holding. And, and and I tried to change. I remember at Rice, I was trying to, I was like, hey, guys, stop saying it's okay and I just say, here we go. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. It's it, it's next. It's not okay. Right. Let's go. It's not okay, but let's work. So there's something, something to be said about continuing forward and not dwelling on it, but it's not it's, it's not okay. And people, the game changer will be when you get to the point and it's a skill set, you have to develop. When you get to the point where do you say, I made a mistake, my bad. It's not okay. What are your thoughts on how I can do it different, better, or change it? Right. But when you don't, when your ego gets in the way, you said it, A-Rod, when your ego gets in the way, you won't ask. Mm-hmm. When I stop asking people around me, Hey, ha, How can I do that different? Man, I screwed that up. When you put it out there and you say it, uh, email it, text it, Uh that's the game changer. That's how you overcome mistakes is you put it on other people to help you out.
0: I love that. You set standards for your accountability and you action it, right? And I think that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. You don't see that too often, especially for somebody
1: um, that had success that you've had and of age that you are now. But I've heard it continuously in this whole conversation that you're an active listener. You're still learning. You're coachable. You've gotten a mentor yourself. Yeah. Acknowledging your own errors and faults. I mean, I mean, I mean, how, how else do you grow as a person? That sounds like the, the the game plan right there. Just continue learning, continue growing.
2: You You put your goals and your anchors and your standards out for everyone to see. That's how you do it. And yep. once you once you acknowledge it, they're going to hold you to account. And and if they don't, uh, you need to find new teammates. You need yep. to find new friends. You need to find new business partners. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if they're not willing to hold you to account, uh, they don't really care about you. I mean, I'm like I told you guys. You remember this? I'm hardest on my kids. Why? Because I Cause love, you love them. them. Yep. Because I love them. I'm hard on them. Yeah, they're going to make mistakes, and I want to give them room to do that. I want to give them room to experience stuff. But at the same time. I'm going to hold them to a high standard, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it, it, because I love them period, you know? And so that's the way it is. And if you love what you do, you don't have to talk about it. Just be about.
0: it. Yep. I love that. I love that. And I think, you know, what you mentioned with your kids is how I know you treat your employees, how you treat your former players. It's, you know, you love them and you hold them to a high standard because of that, and I think that makes a high performing business. I think that allows people to make mistakes and learn from it because they know they have someone in their corner that's supporting them to it and keeping them accountable for it, and oh. then they can continue continue to move forward. So, yeah.
2: and also, real quick, to 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 say that is one thing, but to create that space. Create that culture that they can come to you for advice. Whole different ballgame. If I tell my girls, hey, hey, babe, you can shoot me straight. Come on now. You know, you can tell me anything. It's black and white. Let's go. My my daughter's like, "Uh, what? (laughs) She's still going to tell me things she thinks I want to hear because I haven't created an environment or a space that she feels she can come tell me those things. That she can be transparent with me because I'm too intense. Right? So I've got to learn how to tone those things down in the business environment as well. Absolutely, man. And,
1: and it's, it's so great to hear a perspective from you, man. And I just had a quick question for you before we let you go. Today, our big three topic is the mistakes that we've seen in professional sports. And you being a professional sport alumni, can you just give me on top of your head some of the biggest blunders that you can remember just in sports history or a game you've played in or one you've seen on TV or anything like that?
2: Oh my goodness, well, I, I'm gonna. Do y'all remember the uh, the '90s? I don't. Maybe you don't. The '97. I think it was '97 draft. Mm-hmm. What do you remember? What Peyton Manning was picked? I think he was picked.
0: <laughs> yeah. Second. Yep. Second or third. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He was picked second and went to the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the first guy went to San Diego. Remember his name?
0: Ryan Leaf. Leaf. Leaf.
2: That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, dude, San Diego. What are you? What are you doing? When I saw that, I was just – it goes to show you that people uh, didn't do their due diligence. They were kind of on this emotional roller coaster with this guy, you know, and Peyton was boring. And, and you know, that reminds me of – Peyton is such a fundamental guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this guy – you know, and, and, and Ryan was a great athlete and a great quarterback uh, and, and I think has done some amazing stuff now yep. as a coach and a mentor. And that's what I love about Ryan Leaf because he went and he and he learned from those losses and now he's making a difference. He's impactful, and that's so cool. But it just goes to show you, man, even then in 97, without the dominance of social media, people were still going after the trendy stuff. Yeah. Yep. Not the boring, fundamental quarterback. Peyton Manning, soft-spoken, wasn't loud, wasn't wearing these yellow suits. What did right. he do, man? He just won games. Yep. Yeah. That, that's the big – I mean, there's several others, but to me that was just a shocker. <laughs> uh, of of a move by an organization that had a chance to go down in history with one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it and they blew it, man. And then lately I was think the same thing with the quarterback as Brady, uh, going this would be number two, Brady Ooh. going to the Buccaneers. What happened? And then Gronkowski <laughs> coming out of party retirement. I
0: know. What, like what <laughs> what a setup, right? What a setup.
2: <laughs> what just happened, man? Yeah. But also the most thing the coolest thing to me, not blunders, but the coolest thing to me is that you guys know to see our friends and our mm-hmm. loved ones that we were with at Rice University have cool success in the NFL, man. Some underdogs that are out there doing it big. Absolutely. You know, it's awesome. Living man. the dream, doing their thing. I, I love it so much, man. I'm so proud of you guys and, and I'm so humble and grateful for uh, what we did at Rice together is really cool.
0: Yeah, man. We, I know we've talked about it offline, but you know, we owe a lot to you and we thank you so much for, you know, the mentality you brought to us. I know we've translated it into business. A lot of the things that, that Jared talked about today are things that we carry into our business at Athenian when we're trying to deliver with our clients or with our projects is that, you know, understanding that the effort is the key, you know, you need to trust the process. And, you know, it's funny, I didn't hear, you know, JK say this today, but this is something I think about all the time we're in tough times is you got to embrace the suck, right? You yeah. got to embrace the suck and move through it. So yeah, Jared, okay we appreciate it. having you on, man. And I
2: love you guys so much. I appreciate it. Oh, it's been man.
0: Great. Thank you very Thanks. much. Appreciate it, man. Bye.
2: All right,
1: now let's head into some quick hits thoughts from our managing partner bobby dixon how you doing today bobby I'm
3: doing wonderful guys how are you today
1: not too bad not too bad we're still talking on the topic of mistakes so uh as someone that has led businesses in a few different sectors now how have you learned to handle mistakes from your employees
3: ah uh so interesting you know and i think uh mistakes or are, are born of you know, a variety of reasons why, right? you know, you know, one could be sort of just, just an employee may lack uh, insight, right, or information, in, in which case I take that, you know, as a lesson um, to to sort of make sure I impart more insight and, and information. So I take responsibility for that type of mistake, right? That's kind of the old Sun Tzu logic uh assume you made a mistake in communication right where that mistake is born of kind of lack of insight or or, or, um information i think the second type of mistake uh would be one of kind of tentativeness right you know where maybe there is a lack of confidence in one's skills and or ability and, and 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 therefore the mistake is kind of born of a tentative nature, right? You just you, you didn't do something you otherwise should have or could have because you didn't know what the outcome was going to be, right? And, and mm-hmm. in that case, you kind of try to coach them through, right? Oh, athletic analogy, right? You know, should have, you know build confidence, um, you know, in, in in skill sets if you believe the skill sets exist, but just a lack of confidence. I think a third type of mistake would would be one born of capabilities uh and that's sort of as a leader just trying to understand and assess you know on the front end right before you put somebody in a position you know what that person's capabilities are Mm -hmm. Um, and if it's a capability constraint then again you know as a leader you know that's on me so you either gotta sort of reassess uh the role uh reassess sort of the employee and his or her fit with the company or just reassess sort of you know Ah, uh, the support you put around them, right? You know, so long way of answering you, Alex is just—it it really depends on the nature of the mistake, mm-hmm. right? I, I think probably the worst type of mistake, uh, mistake that I'd be less tolerable, uh, you know, with would be just kind of one born of lack of a better word, sort of laziness, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yep. Uh, you know, and and then that that probably, uh, like I said, is is, is dealt with uh, in a much more critical way. Uh, I tend to be. Uh, direct, you know, you know when 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 I feel like it is an effort thing um, To provide the feedback to sort of quickly get to a point where we understand. Hey, is this a one-time deal? Right. Uh, or is this somebody who might need to be micromanaged? Uh, you know going forward and if so, you know If, or if we're not set up to micromanage then that has implications. So I mean, you know, so I would just categorize them into four buckets Alex and typically a mistake is going to fall into one of those right sort to mm-hmm. proceed accordingly
0: yeah no i think that makes perfect sense and what you mentioned actually aligns with what we talked about earlier in the podcast which is acceptable mistakes versus unacceptable mistakes and we kind of settled on that effort is an unacceptable mistake if you're going 100 miles an hour trying to learn trying to accomplish something you make a mistake that's an acceptable mistake like you mentioned uh, you know learning from those and going forward so just to kind of circle back just a bit here, what are some mistakes you like to see younger professionals make that helps their growth? And I mean, you can even think to mistakes that Alex and I made in our you know, early years at Athenian and, and how that's helped our growth.
3: Yeah, so uh, I, again, right, let, let, let's talk about that first type of mistake, because I think those are the ones that we, we can grow the most from. It's, it's where the effort is there, right? You know, it's where the ambition is there. Uh, perhaps, you know, there's just a lack of uh, direction, but, but you show initiative, right? Uh, and through that initiative, maybe you push the ball too far, right? Maybe you push it uh, a, a little in the wrong direction, uh, whatever the case may be. I mean, those are mistakes that as a leader, you look at and say, hey, it's kind of like the old coach. It's just like, hey, you know, we, we can play with that person. Right. Mm-hmm. Just got to line them up better. Right. You know, coach them up, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, that being said, as a former athlete, I, I've tended to appreciate uh, hiring folks who who've, uh, have who've played uh, a sport, whether it be individual or, or, or team. Right. Because on this topic, you uh, you know, there is there's this understanding that, hey, I, I, I've got to train. I've got to put mm-hmm. myself in the best position, right, to be successful. Uh, I've got to obviously have access to opportunity. So, where preparation and opportunity meet one another. I mean, then we're looking for kind of a desired outcome, mm-hmm. right? And then sometimes there's a reality that I can be as prepared as I possibly can, uh, have the opportunity, right place, right time. Get the wrong result right uh sports teaches us that right you know that, that sometimes man you, you you did the very best you could right mm. you showed the initiative etc and you just came up short yeah right uh and so i like identifying people who whether it be as an individual uh or in a team sport have experienced that uh you know at a meaningful and significant level because you know, getting back to your question, right, when we make those mistakes, right, uh, those people tend to have that mindset, you know, hey, you know, I, I've been down before, uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow's a new day, uh, I'm going to make another mistake, I'm going to try very hard not to make that mistake, <laughs> right, right, again. right. you yep. know, and so um, it's kind of kind of how I look at it, but I appreciate uh, mistakes born of effort, right, and, and initiative, uh, right. and you can, you can pinpoint, you know, where you need to add and guide direction, Tanya, and adjust.
1: Gotcha. So uh, just with you wearing so many different hats as a parent, as a leader, I think you've been a little league coach as well. How do you approach handling uh, mistakes just between those differences between your kids and your employees?
3: Ah, well, yeah. It's, that's a good question. Yeah. I, I think uh with, with, with kids, right, and we talked a little bit about, you know, my kids on our last session, uh, you know, um they're two, teenager now, right? So there are there are levels of mistakes, right, and implications. Uh, you know, as you as you grow older, right? The older you get, um, you know, the the greater the implications, right, right. you know, associated with the mistakes. So we try to build a baseline, you know, with the kids, which is hey, you know, it's the same old adage, right, you know, um, good decisions, good consequences, bad decisions, bad consequences. I mean, you can play that out from two years old to to 18 when you're Uh you're raising children. Um, And and sort of this concept of reins, right, which is similar to to whether you're raising kids or managing employees, right? Um, I think always start with tight reins, (laughs) you know, Uh, and, and as you know, decisions are made if, if they're good and, 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 and productive, right? You loosen the reins and and um, but always want to make sure they feel the reins, right? You know, so right. you understand kind of where the structure is, and, and, and guidance is. Uh, but, you know, with, with, with children, uh, I, you know, I, I tend to say, hey, let's not make the mistakes we can't come back from right uh and so that being said you know if how are we going to avoid those mistakes if we don't know what they are right so i sort of communicate proactively these are the box of mistakes (laughs) that if we make them right it's going to be hard to come back from dad uh cannot get you out of 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 this situation right Right. you know uh if, if you make those mistakes right you know so everything else we can live the fight another day right i think you know flipping over to the employee side uh depending on the level right that the employee you know works at let's take a senior level employee um uh you know hey let's not misrepresent the company you know in some way uh either uh from a fiduciary standpoint or from a legal standpoint right the mistakes that the company can't come back from right <laughs> right uh you know uh, at a junior level Uh, you're less likely to be in a position, you know, where a mistake would sink the company, but uh, could set us back, right? Uh, So let's try to, you know, understand and identify, yeah, at every level, right, those mistakes that, hey, when we make these, it's greater than a bump in the road. (laughs) You you know, we got some some serious uh, implications.
0: No, I think that's great. I think you hit on a point that Jared hit on during the interview, which was, setting expectations and managing expectations is really key. I think that's how, you know, frankly, we we talked about this early on, you have to be able to make mistakes to learn and grow. So you have to know where the boundaries are, and you have to manage those expectations. So mm-hmm. I think it was great to hear, Alex, for me, it was great to hear similar perspective from, you know, Jared that we're hearing from Bobby here, you know, different industries, different backgrounds, but same mentality and how it translates to business and it it makes them both successful. So,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Now let's head into the cool down with some closing
1: thoughts. So Tanya, what are you reading or listening to this week?
0: So this week I was listening to a few episodes of the podcast, the secret to success podcast by Eric Thomas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I always thought, you know, ET the hip hop preacher, Eric Thomas, whatever, you want to call him i think he's got great perspective on effort and on you know really moving from one level to another so i think that's been good this week for me to be listening to how about you
1: i've been catching up on bomani jones's podcast the right time with bomani jones um you know sports and current events from a really great perspective he always talks about his economic mother, economist mother and his polyscientist father. So he always gives pretty good perspective on just current events and certain situations that's going on. And I thought it was a great time to catch up on it with sports trying to come back, Corona still lingering around, a lot of factors thrown into one. So I've been catching up with that a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, that's, I think that's a great one. I like that one as well. So our big three today, as we mentioned earlier, is the big three of mistakes in professional sports history. Mm-hmm. I think this could probably go a couple of ways. <laughs> I know that for me, I have, you know, something that's an action, something that's an in game, you know, something that's more of a thought. So Alex, why don't you go ahead and go first and we'll kind of snake draft through this.
1: All right. All right. I got two honorable mentions first. So let me throw these out here real quick. First one. It's not really a mistake, but it's a big deal. And it's the Seahawks throwing on the goal line (laughs) instead of handing it off to Marshawn Lynch. I had that. (laughs) that, that, That's on my main one. It's okay. (laughs) And then my second second honorable mention is uh, the Steve Bartman when he reached out for the foul ball during the game six of what was that NL Championship for the Cubs? Yeah. Oh, man. I had to get that guy out of town. But okay. Okay. My first one Uh, JR Smith 2018. Game one in the finals when he thought they had the lead. It was trying to run the clock out when they needed an extra shot. And then, the, you know, the meme of him and LeBron pops up. Yep,
0: yeah, that's a I mean, that's an all time. That's an all time mistake. And honestly, that makes me laugh because I think J.R. Smith is fascinating, man. That guy's been hilarious for a oh, long man, time. Absolutely. So my number one is um, you might have this one, too. I feel like we're going to have some similar ones. But my number one was uh, drafting Sam Bowie, number one, instead of Michael Jordan.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> I think that's a that's a huge one.
1: Yeah, I think about that sometimes, too, because because just coming from Houston, no one ever thinks, oh, we should have took Jordan over Hakeem. <laughs> Everybody's like, no, we, we're good with our pick. We're, we're solid. Yeah, <laughs> But crazy. that number one. Yeah. Uh-huh, I would have switched that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my second one, uh, Bill Buckner in 86 uh, World Series. The guy hits a slow roll at the first base. And he lets the go, arrow go straight through his legs, loses the game. And I think they could have won the World Series right there. But I think since he let that go through his legs and they score, I think they went to a game seven. I think they lost the World Series that year.
0: Yeah, correct. That's, a, I mean, all time. Like, Bill Buckner's all time. like the all-time mistake king, right? Uh, my second one was uh, the Dream Team in 93. Chris Chris Webber calling mm. a timeout with no timeouts left. Mm. <laughs> a mistake, and I'm sure. I mean, learn from it. I've heard him talk about it since, and he he like talks about it. He's like, I always know how many timeouts are in the game, even if I'm watching it. <laughs> man, he got PTSD even at the house. <laughs> oh, got him during the game. Oh, man, you, you took my third one
1: right out of my mouth, man. Uh, Chris Webber, Final Four, championship game. Well, he got a, got away with a with a travel at the beginning of that play. Anyway, they didn't call it, and then he he's being well. He's a power forward dribbling the ball all the way up court. Then randomly yeah. calls a timeout, and he thinks he heard somebody from the bench say, "Yeah, just oh, epic fail, epic fail."
0: Just, just a rough scenario overall. <laughs> so my number three was uh was the Seahawks not running the ball with Marshawn? Mm. Um, I think that's a that's one that you look back on, and and you know, and talking to to Luke about this, and then. You know, hearing Marshawn interviewed about it, you know, I always laugh about it. But also, also my honorable mention, and so my honorable mention was um, Jose Canseco going to catch a routine fly ball, missing it, and it bouncing off his head and over the fence over the as a fence. home run. I mean, that's just that's <laughs> that's one of those ones where you're like, I need to go back to the fundamentals here and Man, make sure that I'm square. I was about up. to
1: say the last time I seen a guy actually like stick his hand up and still get hit in the head or in the face was in little league.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't happen very often, right? So I think those were good. I think that uh, you know, covers a lot of eras for sure in, in different sports. That's a good one. Absolutely. Uh, we're gonna move to we have a like I said, we have a Q&A section that we've been doing the last couple weeks. Uh, we appreciate you guys sending in questions. Keep them coming to our LinkedIn, to our Instagram, to info at AthenianConsulting.com. We'll link all that up in the bio. But this week's question is, a few weeks back, you guys talked about how adversity can build a stronger version of yourself, but I'm struggling to overcome a few difficulties in my life. Any practical advice to help me out? That's a... That's a real question, man. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's one. That's got a lot on there for sure. Uh, I'm gonna just say, you know, adversities in life are kind
1: of short term. So you don't want to dwell on them any longer than you have to. Um, they're just an obstacle in the way. And and again, just like we mentioned earlier, of mistakes, you know, they're in the way to make it make it, you know, make you get better to better yourself. Um, I remember when I broke my leg and playing ball and I I couldn't walk for a while, it was hurt really bad. Um, Even just to move sometimes it was hurt. Um, I was in a wheelchair, I was in a crutches for a couple of months, you remember this. But the crazy thing is the doctors told me if you wanna get better and you wanna get back to normal, you have to walk. So literally the hardest thing for me to do at the moment was walk. But for me to get to where I wanted to be, get, get back to playing, get back to just a regular life of walking, I had to go through that pain and a little bit of adversity. And forced myself to fight through and walk until my muscles and joints and tendons were all back to normal. But again, I came out on the other side of that even stronger because that strengthened my legs so much that I was even stronger than before the injury. So, like I said, just adversities sometimes are, are they're just short term, short term mistakes, short term adversities, short term situations that help you fight through to make you better on the other side.
0: Yeah. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head for me, which is that you found, the doctor told you what the thing was that was going to make it better, right? That was going to help you overcome adversity. The thing when I think about adversity is you need to figure out what the root cause is because otherwise it will completely consume you, right? If you Mm -hmm. think about I'm going to go back to perspective, right? Like we talked about on mistakes. If your perspective of adversity is that it's a boulder that you can't get over, it can't get around and it's rolling towards you, that's going to be really hard to do anything about it to make it better. So I Mm -hmm. think You need to really look at what the root cause is, right? If you think about it's financially, right? If it's financially, is it that you're not making enough? Is there other ways you can, you know, bring in income? Is it you're spending too much, right? You can find ways to cut back on that. If it's personally, right, is it more time I need to invest in people? Is it do I need to look at myself in the mirror and talk about who I am as a person, right? I think finding the root cause, um, stepping back and looking at the situation from a macro level And then finding a way to get through it, right? Once you get to understand what it is that you need to do to overcome it, it's all about effort, right? Uh You talked about you had to walk. I I mean – that's what it comes down to, right? You have to put in the time and put in the effort to get through it. And I think you can overcome it. I I think that's a great question. I hope people like take a lot from that. And I think that adversity can easily crush you if you're not really paying attention and you need to have that perspective that, Hey, I can get through this. This is how we can do it. And then put in the effort to do it. So absolutely, absolutely, man. It's all about the mindset. Agreed. Agreed. So I think that was a packed episode. There's a lot in there. I think that is going to be beneficial to, the people listening from a personal and a professional perspective. So next week, um you will know, we'll be back with another episode. Uh we're looking to try and get another guest booked as well. So hopefully mm-hmm. we have some more content for you. And then guys, as always, you know, take time to breathe and focus on your current situation. Adversity breeds ingenuity and Alex, I'm gonna kick it to you. Wise counsel leads to sustainable results, baby.